0: Their prayer, their anointing. We are not entertained. We are blessed. We are blessed. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Ephesians chapter 3. and We'll begin with verse number 14 and read through verse number 17. Again, pastor appreciates... That you would allow from time to time for us to go and to minister uh, in foreign countries. Uh, as you know, missions is my second passion. My first passion is right here in West Palm Beach, Florida, which is why I'm not a missionary. But my second passion is missions, and which is why we do go uh, probably more than we should. But We just had wonderful time. The power of God fell mightily. We tried to get the little, I think one of them was doing it on Facebook. We saw a few of you commenting. You were actually watching the service in Brazil on Facebook. We appreciate that. And uh, preaching through an interpreter can be challenging, uh, but the Lord moved mightily. My son Luke was able to minister in one of the leadership classes on uh, on Saturday morning. We were thankful for that. We had several other pastors that came with us as well. Afterwards, we took a few days off. We went into the jungle, the Amazon, and fished for some peacock bass right out in the middle of the jungle. We saw monkeys in the trees, alligators in the grass, and I wasn't in either. I wasn't in the trees and I wasn't in the grass because the other things were there. I was in the boat where it was safe. And we just had a few days to relax and then made our way back. And it is always great to be home. Our guests, we welcome you to the house of the Lord. We pray that you have already been blessed by the music, the anointed music and singing. And we pray the word of the Lord will minister to you today. Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 14. For this cause... I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family. Everybody say, the whole family. Say, no exceptions. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Everyone say, named. Tell your neighbor, you have a name, a name that was given to you by God. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ May dwell in your hearts by faith. That ye be enrooted and grounded in love. Verse number 15 again. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Father we come to you today. I pray that you would break. The Word of God. Break the bread of God. Lord, let it be delivered to us that we might understand it, that we might receive it to the glory of the name of Jesus. I pray, God, that revelation would flow through this place today. I bind religion, tradition, rudiments of men, traditions of men. I come against it in the name of Jesus. Let revelation of the Word of God be released. Let revelation of truth be released. Let our ears hear, our minds understand, and our hearts receive. God, penetrate every hardened heart here today. Father, I ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Melt us with your Word. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everybody say, Amen. Can you clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise? The Lord bless you. You may be seated. At the beginning of the year, I usually take the time, not consecutively, but in the first few months, I will take the time and make sure that I preach or teach on the basic fundamental doctrines of salvation we cannot forget them we cannot leave them we must always remain the apostolic church we are the church of the apostles doctrine come on if you believe that give a praise to the lord jesus Bible tells us in Luke chapter 24 verses 40 on down through 47 that He opened the understanding of His disciples that they might understand the Scripture. All of the New Testament and this, at this time all of the teachings of Christ we should say while the three and a half years that He was upon earth All of the parables, all of the scripture, all of the teaching, he opened up in the mind of the apostles. And it was through the hands of the apostles that the gospels were written, that the epistles were written, and that revelations was written. We need to make sure that we are founded upon the doctrine of the apostles. They had the revelation. They had the understanding. It is not my job. It is not your job to interpret the Scripture. The Bible says the Scripture is of no private interpretation. It is our job to obey the Word of God. today i want to talk about baptism i want to talk about baptism in the name of jesus i want to show you in the word of god that no matter how you were baptized previously you must receive this revelation God brought you to this building today to hear the Word of God. He has brought you here to open up your mind that you might receive this revelation. That being buried in His name is the only biblical method that the Word of God talks about. It is His name that remits our sin. It is His name that delivers us. His name is powerful. Every knee will every tongue will confess to the name that God gave Jesus it is above every name in heaven every name on the earth every name beneath the earth there's no name like the name of Jesus Christ Colossians 317 everything you do in word everything you do indeed do it all in the name of Jesus let's worship him for a moment Hallelujah! Tell your neighbor you are named by that name of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. I want to tell you that the family name is important. If you don't have the family name, you're not an heir. If you don't have the family name, you are not an inheritor. You do not receive from the Father. You must have the family name. You are protected by that name, provided for by that name. Everything you are, who you are, comes about through the reputation that has been given to that name. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29 says, And if Christ and if ye be Christ, then ye are, uh, then are ye Abraham's seed? I want you to listen to this. If ye be Christ, then then are ye Abraham's seed and heir, according to the. Promise. It is the name that makes you an heir of Abraham's seed and an heir to the promise of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Stay with the preacher today. Let's anoint this word through our worship. The naming of a child. I, I want to, I found something that I thought was. Uh, extremely uh, interesting, but also revelatory when I looked at how the Jewish nation names their children. Here it is that Jewish babies are given their name. And we ask the question, where is that done at? It is done during circumcision. They are not named until the eighth day. When the child is brought before the priest or whoever is doing, and they do the circumcision, and it is at circumcision that they receive the name. Now, this is biblical and it is traditional. They cannot be given a name until they have been circumcised why because until they are circumcised they are not in the Abrahamic covenant and they cannot be given an Abrahamic covenant name until they are in the covenant stay with me they are not a part of the family until they are a part of the covenant The family name would be passed on, uh, would not be passed on until circumcision was done. Because the name and circumcision is what places the child in the covenant with God. Genesis 17 and 14 says, And the uncircumcised man child, whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that so shall be cut off from his people. He hath broken my covenant circumcision was not an option it wasn't something the family decided they should or should not do it was an absolute necessity if the child was not circumcised then the child was cut off he could not be a part of the covenant of God and it was at that circumcision that they gave the child his name Stay with me. Blessed, then, this ceremony continues. This is a reading from uh, uh, gotten out of a, a Jewish ceremony. Blessed are you, Lord and God. Now, of course, when they write it here, they don't use all the letters. Blessed are you, Lord and God. King of the universe who sanctified the beloved one from the womb set his statue in his flesh speaking of circumcision and sealed his descendants with the sign of the holy covenant circumcision therefore as a reward of this circumcision the living God our portion our rock has ordained that the beloved of our flesh be saved from the Abyss and for the sake of the covenant which He has set in our flesh, blessed you, Lord, who makes the covenant. And then they continue. Our God and God of our fathers preserve this child for his father and mother and in his name in Israel, and he shall be called. And it's at that moment after circumcision that they name the child the son of, then they name the father's name. May the father rejoice in his offspring and his mother. Be glad of the fruit of her womb As it is written May your father and mother rejoice And she who bore you be glad As it is said I passed by And saw you watering In your blood And I said to you You shall live through your blood And I said to you You shall live through your blood And it is said He has remembered his covenant forever The word which he had commanded Commended to a thousand generations. They continue to read the covenant which he made with Abraham and his oath, Isaac and, and his oath to Isaac. He established it for Jacob as a statue. For Israel has an everlasting covenant, and it is said Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, and God commanded him, "Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His kindness is everlasting. Give thanks." to the Lord for he is good and his kindness is everlasting may this little infant infant, and they call him by name be great just as he has entered the covenant so may he enter into the Torah into marriage and into the good deeds now one of the things they did after that that was amazing is after they had circumcised the child and then they gave him his name and his his father's name to be carried on which put him into the covenant. Then they would reach over and get a couple of droplets of wine and they would open the child's mouth and they would drop the wine, two drops of wine on the child's tongue. Oh my God this is so powerful because when you read in the New Testament you find out that baptism is circumcision and that the wine represented the holy ghost and when you come into the covenant you've got to be circumcised when you come into the covenant you must receive the holy ghost put your hands together for the lord let's read here a little bit I want to lay some foundation and I'm not going to take long today, but I'm going to show you in the word of God that you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. It's the only way to take on his name. It's the only way to get into the covenant. And if you're here today and you say, well, I'm not sure how I was baptized. Then I encourage you, let this pastor re-baptize you. And know without a doubt, you were buried in the name of Jesus. Are there any worshipers in the house? When was the name applied to John? John. Luke chapter 1, verse 57. Now Elizabeth full time came that she should be delivered. And she brought forth a son. Now Elizabeth's husband's name was Zacharias. But the angel had told Elizabeth, Name your son John. And she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy on her. And they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass on the eighth day. They came to circumcise the child. And they, and they called... Him that the men did, not this isn't Elizabeth. These are the priests. They came together. They got the little baby from Elizabeth. They they brought Zacchaeus, Zacharias, who couldn't, who was dumb right now because of the experience in the temple. He couldn't talk. And there's Elizabeth. There's her husband. Here's the little baby. And Luke 59 tells us: 1 and 59. And it came to pass that on the eighth day. They came to circumcise the child. Watch this. And they called him Zacharias. After the name of his father. Because that's the tradition. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. And they said to her, There's none of your kindred that is called John by this name. And they made signs to the father because he couldn't speak. How would you have us call him? And he asked for a writing table. God, this is so powerful. And he wrote saying, His name is John. And they all marveled. Look at 64. And his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue was loose, and he spoke. Praise God. Why? Because when you're circumcised, you're given the name that all of heaven and earth are called by, and then the Spirit will loose your tongue. John was named at his circumcision, Luke 2 and 21. And when the eighth day was accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus. He took on the name of his father. His daddy name was Jehovah. Jehovah. The name Jesus means Jehovah has become my salvation. The angel told Mary, you're going to call him Jesus. But he was not officially named until he was circumcised on the eighth day. And he entered into the Abrahamic covenant. And he took on the name of his father. And he began to walk amongst men as an example to me and to you. How it should be done if you're going to get in the covenant with the father. Stay with me. We are named. By the name of Jesus. Isaiah 9 and 6 says. For to us a child. Is born. To us a son. Is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called. Wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God. The everlasting. Father. And the prince. Of peace. This son that would come. Would be the everlasting father. This son that would come. Would be the son that was given. This son that would come. Would be the spirit. The power. The holy ghost. The prince of peace. This son that would come. in his name would be Jesus Philippians 2 and 9 says, Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, things in the earth, and things under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, for the glory of God the Father. That's why you're baptized in the name of Jesus it's the only name that has power over anything that will attack you from above it's the only name That has power over everything that would attack you on this earth. It's the only name that has power that would attack you from beneath this earth. When you go down in the name of Jesus, you enter the covenant, you are circumcised, and the Spirit comes into your life. Oh my Lord, let's praise Him. Come on, let's praise Him. It's beautiful. beautiful that God lays all this out from the very beginning of time he laid it out the scripture that we read today for this call I bow my knees to the father of the Lord Jesus of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named everybody say named If you don't take on this name, you're not part of the family. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be ugly. Listen to me. You can hang around with the family. You can eat the family's food. You can go places the family goes. You can do things the family does. You can shout when the family shouts. You can dance when the family dances. You can do all those things. But if you don't have the name, you are not a part of the family. We raise brats in our house all the time. I got one there now. Name's Rashord. Where's short. That boy eats my food, sleeps in my house, drives my car, and I love him like a son. I do. And he knows that because I fussed at him just like I fussed at my boys. I fussed at him this morning. Almost lost the Holy Ghost right there in my own house this morning. <laughs> Trying to figure out laziness. He's not lazy most of the time. It's those few times. So I just got real sarcastic with him. I'm not going to tell him everything was short. I don't want to embarrass you. But I just got real sarcastic with him because I knew he'd get the point. But the bottom line is, he's not my son. Because he doesn't carry my last name. He does not have my name and I am not adopting you. I got four brats already, that's enough. And that's just the facts. He can eat at my table. He can sleep at my bed. He can drive my car. He can enjoy all the pleasures that my family enjoys. Everything, absolutely everything. But when I die, not one dime of my inheritance will go to him. Because first of all, he's already eaten half of it. Not one dime will go to him. Because you got to do more than just hang around with the family. Oh, yes, you do. you got to do more than just partake. Come here. Feel the power of God and partake of the blessings of God. And be blessed by the Spirit of God. Yes, he's going to bless you. If you're with the family, the blessings will overflow. And they will come upon you. But you can only be in the family if you're named by the family name. He said, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. And what does this name do? That he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, you become an heir. That he would strengthen you by the power of his might, by his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in you. All of that by taking on this name. Listen to what Colossians chapter 2 and verse 8 says. I'm going somewhere, you got to stay with me. It says, beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy. Everybody say, worldly philosophies. Vain deceit. Everyone say, religious deception. And after the traditions of men, say the ways of men. The rudiments of the world, the order of the world, the things of the world, the ways of the world, and not after Christ. Beware, lest any man spoil you through vain philosophy, uh, through philosophy, vain deceit, after traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. What is he talking about? He says it in verse nine. For in him who Christ dwelleth, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Look at verse 10. And you are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power. Why is this important? Because the Jews only had one covenant and it was with one God. You've only got one covenant and it's with just one God. Hero O Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. Paul the apostle was establishing in Colossians that Jesus Christ is God and there is none other. I am not preaching on the deity Of Jesus today. But I want to tell you. It's the fact. That the religious world has turned God into some three-headed display, three-headed display, some three-person thing up there. And they have removed the deity of who He is and divided Him up. That's the reason why people are baptizing in the triune formula of Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Jesus never gave that command. He didn't say baptize in the titles of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. He said baptize in the name of the father son and holy ghost and there is only one name in heaven and in earth that you and i are named by just like they were circumcised in the old testament we are now circumcised in the new testament But it is a circumcision without hands, the Bible says. So if you had to be circumcised in order to get into the covenant, and Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then what is circumcision? Because whatever circumcision is, I need to do it. I need to make it happen. And the Bible makes it very plain that he's not talking about the physical circumcision of where a male child is cut. Circumcision in the New Testament is without hands. I'd like to see you do the old one without hands. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 11. In whom, watch, in whom also ye are. What? In whom ye are. With the. Made without hands. And listen, in the putting off the body of the sins. That's what circumcision of the Old Testament was. When the male child's foreskin was cut away, it was symbolic of cutting off the flesh. You entered into the new covenant. The old man died. You became a new man in Jehovah. You entered into the Abrahamic covenant. And so Paul says here in the New Testament that you and I, we are circumcised. Why? Because you cannot enter into the covenant. Unless you're circumcised. In whom ye are circumcised with circumcision made without hands. In the putting off the body of sins. The remission of sins. The body of sins of the flesh. How? By the circumcision of Christ. Paul states here that circumcision was for the putting off of sins. Remember, it's circumcision that puts you into the covenant. Now, watch how. Watch what Paul says in verse twelve. Let's read verse eleven again. In whom also you are circumcised with a circumcision without hands, and the putting off of the body of sins, of flesh, by the by the circumcision of Christ. How do we receive circumcision today? Verse twelve tells us: buried with him in baptism. When we are baptized with him, not them, with him. When we are baptized in the name of Jesus, like the Bible says, you are circumcised. The old man dies. The new man arises. And the spirit comes down and we cry, Abba, Father, unto the Lord. Oh, I wish you'd get a little bit more excited about that. buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. Paul the apostle lets us know here that our circumcision is accomplished in baptism. He says in verse 13 And you being dead in your sins And the uncircumcision of your flesh And he hath quickened together with him Having forgiven all your trespasses Blotting out the handwriting of the ordinances That was against you Which was contrary to us And took it out of the way Nailing it to the cross All of that happens in circumcision And for me and you It happens in baptism Baptism remits our sins. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Before we read that, let's read this 13 to 14 again. You gotta see this, you gotta understand this, you gotta look at this, you gotta know this, you gotta put religion aside, you gotta put tradition aside. It's time to pick up the word of God and say, What does the word of God say? Forget about what men has told you. What does the word of God say? Your religious tradition will not get you anywhere. But God's word will get you everywhere. Again, Colossians 2 and 13. And being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath they quickened together with him, having forgiven all the trespasses, blotting out the handwriting ordinances that was against us, and which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Verse number 12 told us, how does this accomplish? Bear with him in baptism. Where and also we are risen together with him through the faith and operation of God who hath raised us from the dead. And so we find out when the first baptism was recorded in the New Testament, Acts chapter 2 and verse number 38, look what Peter says. Then, then Peter said to them, Repent, here it is, and be baptized, every one of you. How? Why? Because baptism. Is where your sins are removed. Baptism. Is where your sins. Are taken out of your life. Never to be remembered. Against you again. And baptism. Is where you take on. The only name. Where all of the family. Of heaven and earth. Are named after. The name of Jesus Christ. And it's taken on in baptism because it's that circumcision which is baptism where you receive the name of the father and if you are not circumcised then you cannot be named and you are cut off you must be circumcised you must receive the name of the father not your name or some any name or some multiplicity of names there's only one name under heaven again among men whereby we must be saved the word of God says you must receive that name and so when they were buried in the name of Jesus which is circumcision of the new testament the name was given to them at that time and there was only one no name and that name is Jesus Christ if we receive our name during circumcision then we must receive our family name during baptism because it is a new testament circumcision notice john didn't baptize in his name but he baptized in the name of the one that was coming after him i want to read these verses look at acts chapter 19 verse 1 and it came to pass that while apollos was at Corinth, paul having passed through the upper coast came to ephesus finding certain disciples he said unto them have you received the holy ghost since you believe they said unto him we have not so much as heard whether there be any holy ghost and he said unto them unto what then were ye baptized and they said unto john's baptism then paul said john verily baptized with the baptism of repentance saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him that is on christ jesus wait a minute when they heard this they were re-baptized when they heard this they were rebaptized. when they heard this they were baptized in the name of of the Lord Jesus Christ why it is the name it is the name it is the name that heaven and earth the family of God is called by they didn't they didn't rise up and say well we are John's disciples And we were baptized by John. And I've already been baptized once. And I don't have to do it again. And it's like. Well you can just go out and be a. And I can't even say the word. But you know what it is. When you don't have a father. Because that's what you are. You belong to the world. You don't belong to God. Because the only way you can belong to God. Is if you take on his name. You can fight this all you want to fight it. You can rebel against it all you want to rebel against it. But if you were baptized in the titles, you were not baptized in the name. It's kind of hard for me, and I'm going to close in a minute. It's kind of hard for me to conceive how 95% of the religious world baptizes in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost when there is not one single example in the Word of God. Not one. They have taken on the rudiments of the world. The traditions of the world. When they broke away from Catholicism, they held on to that. They held on to that triune Godhead. They held on to that triune baptismal formula. You know why? The devil don't care if you get baptized as long as you don't take on the name. I'm trying to be nice. I feel a Paul spirit coming on me. Paul said, you were not baptized. I love this. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12, look what he says. Now this I say that every one of you that saveth, I am a Paul. I am of Paulus. I am of Cephas. I am of Christ. The name of the family must be given during baptism because baptism is circumcision. And where the name is given... And we enter into the covenant with God. Paul the Apostle said, I didn't baptize you in my name. You were baptized in one name. And that was the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So what is the name given at baptism? Now that we look into the word of God and we see that baptism replaces circumcision. And we look at the Old Testament and we realize that it was that circumcision that the name was given to the baby. Not only the father's name, but his own independent name. So it is there that you're born again in Christ. And sure, you receive your own personal identity in Christ. But you must have that name that's given to all of the family of heaven and earth. All of the family of God in heaven and earth. Or named by this name. Simon Peter had been preaching in the second chapter of Acts. He talked about the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord says that there were Jews from all nations from around the world. History bears out that there was somewhere around a million Jews that had congregated into that area. I don't know how many were actually gathered around Simon Peter, but the noise went abroad and they had, they had come in. And Simon Peter gets up and he begins to preach the death, burial, the resurrection. And somehow, I don't know, somehow these these. Uh, Jews, through the preaching of Christ, through the preaching of Peter, uh, they got revelation. And Simon Peter, he says to they say to him, what do we need to do? How do we fix this? And so Simon Peter said in verse 37, now when they, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And they said unto Peter. And to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Repent to your God. Tell your God you're sorry. Turn, make an about face. Turn from your wicked ways and begin to walk towards God. Make it known to your God that you want to serve Him and not religion. You're not concerned about the traditions of men. You want to serve Him and you want to serve nobody else. Simon Peter said you must repent and then you must be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost the promises to you your children those that are far off as many as the Lord I got shall call and with many other words he did testify and exhort saying save yourselves from this untoward generation how do I save myself by being buried in the name Name of Jesus Christ for the remission of my sins remember that's what circumcision did the, the in the Old Testament the cutting off it was the separating that that child from his sinful nature and bringing him into the into the uh into the Abrahamic covenant and a covenant with God separating him from his sin and Paul tells us that what baptism does for us when we are baptized we are circumcised we are separated from our sin and they were told to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of their sins no wonder Satan has taken the name of Jesus out of baptism you have not fulfilled the purpose of baptism which is circumcision and the removing of your sins until you are given the family name and that can only be done in baptism You can call on that name. You can pray in that name. You can cast out demons in that name. You can do miracles in that name. But until you take it on in baptism, it's not yours. You say, well, how do you know that, preacher? Because the Bible said they stood before Jesus at judgment. And, he, and he, they looked at him and they said, we did miracles in your name. We cast out devils in your name. We did mighty wonders and works in your name. He said, depart from me. I never knew you. You know what that word knew, no means there? It's the same word as when a, a man and a woman gets together and a child is conceived. I never birthed you. You used my tools, you drove my car, you slept in my home, you ate my food, but you didn't come out of mama. Because the only way to get my name in your life is when you are buried in the name of Jesus Christ. That is circumcision. That's where you get your name. And when you're buried in the name of Jesus Christ or the remission of your sins according to the word of God, the name of Jesus is applied to your life and you come up out of that worldly grave a new creature in Christ. While you're sitting here thinking about this, we've got a baptism right through that door ready to baptize you. I hope I bury everyone here today that has not been buried in Jesus' name. I want to do one more thing. Music, you can come. I'm about to close. Don't stand yet. I'm not that close. But the music can come because it takes them a little while. So the Gentiles receive the word of God. I want you to look at this. Now, you've got to understand who the Gentiles are. The Gentiles are dogs. Sarah, it's good to see you. Our own Missionary to Germany is with us today. Love you, baby. God bless you. Gentiles were dogs. They, they didn't belong to the covenant at all. And they were, uh, uh, the, the Jews wouldn't hang around them. They couldn't touch them. If they did touch them, they had to be cleansed. And I mean, they were they didn't belong to this. None of this belonged to them. But one day, Simon had a vision. And this sheep came down out of the sky, and there were all kinds of unclean animals. And and the Lord said, rise and eat. Nah, not so, Lord. I have never defiled myself. And he didn't do it. It came down again. Second time he had the vision, rise and eat. No, Lord. Third time he had the vision, rise and eat. Lord, you know I'm not going to do that. And the Lord said, don't you dare call unclean what I have cleansed. He said, two men are going to come to you. I want you to get up and I want you to go to them. They're going to bring you to a man called Cornelius. Centurion. I want you to go to him. I want you to go to his house. And I want you to preach to him the plan of salvation. You go with them. Makes his way. Cornelius isn't there. The Bible tells us in 10th chapter of the book of Acts. We read the story and how Cornelius offered up alms before the Lord. They became his memorial before God. God sent an angel to Cornelius and he said, send men to Joppa. Go fetch one whose name is Simon Peter. God's so awesome. And he'll come and he'll tell you what you and your house needs to do to be saved. Wouldn't it have been a horrible thing if at that moment Cornelius would have decided to stick with his religion instead of a God that was calling him into a personal relationship? verse chapter 10 verse 44 so Peter preaches the death burial and resurrection we get the verse number 44 while Peter yet spake these words the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word now watch this watch this and they of the what they of the what we're not talking about Old Testament circumcision here we're talking about New Testament circumcision They who were baptized, they were who were now a part of the church, they of the circumcision, which believed were what? They were what? As many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. You know why this blew their mind? because the Holy Ghost represented those two drops of wine that was only given at circumcision. And they're like, oh my God. We're standing in the middle of a circumcision. The Lord is circumcising the Gentiles." He is bringing them into the Abrahamic covenant. What's going on? Don't think for a moment that this was something easy for them to receive. The Bible says they were astonished. They were mind blown. God's power had fallen upon a Gentile. How do they know the Holy Ghost came upon them? This is a subject for another time. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Understanding the Holy Ghost represented that wine. They were part of a circumcision. That the Gentiles were entering into the covenant. That if this was indeed the case. Listen. That if this was indeed the case. Then the only way the circumcision could be fulfilled. Is if the Gentiles also took on the family name. So look at verse number 47. Can any man forbid water? That these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost, as well as we, can we deny them the name? Can we deny them circumcision? Can we deny them the access to the covenant with their God, with the only God in heaven? Can we deny them this? We cannot. And when Simon stood in chapter 11, when Simon stood before the leaders of the church and they said, how dare you go to the Gentiles? And Simon said, I was compelled to go by my Lord. And he said, and when I got there, he says, I want you to know something. They received the spirit just like we did in the beginning. How could I forbid them water? how could I not allow them to receive the only name under heaven and earth where men must be saved the name that the family of God from heaven and earth are called how could I deny them that name and Peter understood something the only way they could get that name was through baptism so I commanded them to be baptized. Verse 48. And he commanded them to be baptized. In the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him. tarry certain days. For neither is there salvation. In any other. For there is none other name. Under heaven. Given among men. Whereby we must be saved. Let's stand. Exodus chapter 12. Verse 48. And when a stranger. You better listen to this. You need to hear this preacher today, because I'm not—I didn't get up here and preach you some religious doctrine. I gave you the Word of God. I gave you something today that that preacher that baptized you in the titles Father, Son, Holy Ghost cannot give you. He cannot give you Word. To give you his opinion and his religion. They have thrown the name of Jesus out. Let's thank the Lord for his confirmation of his word. God is dealing with a heart right now, sir. Sir, I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. Come. Come. Let me baptize you in that name. Let me baptize you in that name. Ma'am, would you come? Forget about religion. What can it hurt to be buried in the name of Jesus? How can that hurt you? Why are you fighting it so much? Why do you resist it so much? It's the name of your Lord. It's the name of your God. Exodus 12 and 48, and I'm closing. And when a stranger shall so join with you. And he wants to keep the Passover of the Lord. He said before he can do that, he must be circumcised. Let all his males be circumcised and then let him come near and keep it. And he shall be as one that is born in the land no uncircumcised person shall eat thereof. You cannot even partake of the blood, the Passover, that remits your sins unless you have been circumcised. And you can only be circumcised in baptism according to the Word of God and it is only done according to the word of god in the name of jesus the name from heaven and earth and you are called by that name and you become a part of that family and the blood is applied to you. The Passover is applied to you. That's why the Bible says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For oh, the remission of your sins. Because when you're buried in Jesus' name, you partake of the Passover. The blood is applied to you, your sins are remitted. Hebrew says, And almost all things by the law purged with blood and without the shedding of blood is no remission. No remission. No remission. remission. Every eye closed. Every mind on God. If you're standing next to someone and you think they may want to come pray, you're welcome to reach over just just ask them if they say no then there's no pressure but maybe they'll come if you come sir i'm asking you come on you've never been buried in jesus name let me bury you today come this isn't about joining the church this is about joining the kingdom of god we're not we're not a tradition we're not a religion we we don't baptize you and all of a sudden you're a member of a local assembly no no That's not what baptism is about. That's what the world did to it. That's what religion did to it. They think it's an outward show of of an inward condition. But it's not. It's, It's the covenant. It's the circumcision. It's what puts you in the covenant. It's the remission of your sins. It's what delivers you. And it's the name of Jesus. you'd like to be buried in Jesus name today would you come step out from where you are come on don't be afraid don't be afraid every one of us had to do it every one of us did most of us were baptized in the titles most of us were raised in other ways and other denominations and but it's not about a denomination it's about the word of God it's about what God's word says and God's word says you need to be buried in my name buried in my name you need to be buried in my name you need to be buried in my name I don't know who you are but God's reaching for you I'm telling you the Bible says to come while you can the Bible says to call on him while he is near he will not always deal with your heart like this he will not always And listen to me, i say this kindly. He will not always deal with your stubbornness like this. You are being stubborn. But God loves you so much. He knows that you love Him. And He wants to bury you in His name. He wants you to take on His name. He wants you to be a part of the family. He wants you to have the name of the family. Oh won't you come sir ma'am come mom dad come husband wife come young man young lady come i know we're gonna baptize alex today alex said earlier today i want to be baptized in jesus name he said but i can't remember how i was baptized let me baptize you in his name and you will know. You will know for sure. Church, let's come pray. Will you do that? Well everybody, will you come pray? Let's come see God. Let's Come get a hold of this truth. There is only one. Let's come worship the King of Kings and the Lord Lord of Lords. God, we need.